0: Hi, I'm Megan, and I'm Aaron. and this is the Living Proof Podcast.
1: How's it going? This is our first episode.
0: It's so exciting. (laughs) I almost don't know what to do.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of a, I wouldn't say a pro at this, but I'm not an amateur anymore, and she's never done anything like this except for the episode she was on with us.
0: Yeah, but he didn't have all this stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we didn't have a studio at that time.
0: Kind of intimidating.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Don't screw up. Thanks. So, Megan. Yes. How did we meet?
0: On Facebook.
1: Yeah, you know, kids, how your parents tell you to never message strangers. Well, I'm glad she did.
0: Yeah, I don't know what we were thinking, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I put... I put a um. Let's see, like I put a. It was like a um, a funny advertisement that came across my phone. Yeah. And I said, you know, hey, ladies and gentlemen, or whatever. I said, if you're looking for, you know, like a good first date, definitely wear this. Or something like that. Yeah. I I mean, it was funnier at the time. I can't remember what I said. I was a lot clever, more clever back then. I didn't have three kids. But uh, after that, I almost, I think I, did I get kicked off or did I get threatened to get kicked off the site?
0: You got threatened to be banned.
1: Yeah. And then after that, Megan said, hey. I did. (laughs) Because
0: it was funny.
1: Yeah. So after that, we just started talking, I think
0: yeah we talked for a long time on the on the phone and stayed up real late, you know, like being the typical I guess young couple sweetheart kind of thing and then like what after a, was it a week or
1: I don't remember
0: two weeks like he mustered the courage to come to my house and he almost didn't come to my house. He stayed like behind the fence right before you get to my driveway. And was like, I'm coming, I'm I'm on my way.
1: Yeah, that should have been your first red flag.
0: And I was like, (laughs) what is he doing? And then I saw him, like, pull up. And then, like, we sat on my porch forever and talked.
1: Uh, You're giving me more credit than I deserve. I um, sat in the truck and text you.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: For a couple minutes because I have crippling social anxiety. Yeah. And sometimes it gets the best of me.
0: But, I mean, it was pretty much... I think we were just, you know, we were there. Like, when we we just continued to talk and kind of, we were like, well, if you don't like our kids, our kids don't like you. We're not doing this kind of thing. And
1: Yeah. You lived in Ardmore, so it was about, what, 20 minutes from my work at the time? Yeah. So I tried to talk myself out of it on the way there. Um, Just talking to you, you know, I was like, oh, this is stupid. You just got out of a relationship. Um, I was not even completely divorced yet. No. I was working on it, but it was taking longer than it should have. Right. And so I remember, you know, all the doubt creeping in. Like, as soon as, you know, we were, what's weird is with you. I was open with you from day one. Mm -hmm. It was one of those things, you know, those weird meant to be things because, I don't think I ever felt comfortable to just share everything. Yeah. You know, usually I would talk to someone and at least have three or four days before I was like, hey, yeah, I'm, I have a kid.
0: Yeah. I think I, yeah. I, I think I told you right away. Yeah, you told me about him.
1: <laughs> and I was like, hey, I'm still technically married, but it's just a messy divorce.
0: Yeah. And then I know like one of our first dates was the Fire Lake uh, Grand Casino um, balloon festival and like you end up meeting my dad my stepmom yeah. my sister <laughs> Her first real day yeah we had all the kids all three kids with us. Met my uncle i met your uncle i met his daughter mm-hmm. um and then we were from then on i mean i think a, a couple days later you asked me to be like your official girlfriend
1: oh, i asked your daughters first I, oh yeah you asked i asked Lindsay girls. and hannah and i was like hey can you you know, let them poke their head out the door. Mm. And they did. And I asked them, I said, you know, I really enjoy spending time with your mother. And if you don't mind, I would like to take her on a date. Yeah. And Lindsay, of course, was like, sure.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Hannah was like, I don't know, I guess.
1: Yeah. Hannah shook her head yes, but I don't know that she was 100% okay with it at first.
0: Well, I mean, I think after that, we were like bouncing back between, like back and forth between houses. I don't think we were ever... Yeah. At our own home long enough to really justify paying rent in one place.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I think we were both barely making it because we had both, not recently, but we had never been single income families until then. Yeah. And we were living in a house that was meant for two incomes. Right. And so it just didn't make any sense not to move in together. At least in our heads. Right. Right. I'm sure our parents probably had different things to say.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't even want to know. And I'm not going to ask. (laughs) It's over and done with.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, it's never been one of those things where it was ever a second thought. I think it was weird because, you know, with mixed families, it can be Mm -hmm. a big obstacle to come over.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think, too, like... If the kids... Our biggest thing was if the kids didn't like each other or couldn't stand being around each other, then we weren't going to do it. Yeah. And if, like, the kids didn't like the opposite parent, we definitely were not going to do it. Yeah. Um. But I think it just shows that before all the craziness of our lives before, that we were able to find someone who was truly meant for us, and that is pretty much kind of what this podcast is about is second chances and Mm -hmm. kind of like learning that, you know, life isn't always perfect, but as long as you have somebody with you and you have your, your family that you can pretty much get through anything. And I think our family is like a prime example of second chances. Yeah,
1: I definitely agree. I think with the amount of stuff that we've gone through in the last four years, I don't think either one of us could have done it on our own. Yeah. I think we we were put in each other's path on a, you know, for a reason. And I don't think that I ever took that lightly. I think I knew that starting off cuz for the first time in my life, I think right before I met you was the first time I actually liked myself.
0: Yeah.
1: I was forced to kind of stay at home and be be alone mm-hmm. and face kind of like not my demons necessarily, but you know, stare at the guy in the mirror and be like, "Okay, I don't hate you." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And so I feel like if you love yourself, it's easy to love someone else. I agree. And this is the first time in, in I think both of our lives that we are happy with who we are as people. Mhm. I mean, you know, like obviously, you know, like me losing weight and stuff, it it's still that's something, but and I don't think complacency, you know, would be something that you should shoot for. I think you should always be looking to grow. Mhm. But I think it's easier to accept who you are when you have someone there that supports you yeah and that's the biggest key i think to our relationship is that both of us love each other despite anything else we don't expect the other person to be a certain way
0: right not trying to fix them or mold them into what you want you just kind of accept like i've accepted you the way you are i don't know why (laughs) (laughs) i'm not always the easiest to handle whatever whatever But I'm just kind of glad that you've, you know, like, pushed me into kind of doing this podcast with you because I really didn't want to at first. (laughs) And then the more I thought about it, I was like, well, it's a pretty good way for us to spend time together and for us to kind of get to know each other even more than we already do and kind of just share our story. And And
1: other people's story, too, I think. Yeah. I think it would be, you know beneficial to for people i mean because the other podcast is basically just the art of discussing topics right and i feel like this is you know redemption stories in a way
0: yeah i
1: mean among other things but i'm just saying like i feel like our our lives are a redemption story we came from like me i I mean my parents set me up to to succeed in life like i mean my my home was amazing as a kid and then you know through tragedy and self you know self uh sabotage i i kind of set myself back about you know 15 years or so and yeah. without you i don't think i would have been who i am today so
0: oh he loves me <laughs> Well, I yeah. think for me, it's just, it's been, like, I've always felt like I've had to, like, gravel and just, like, come out of the depths of whatever despair or problem or tragedy I had all the time. Yeah. And I'd, I'm, I don't have to do that anymore. Um, and when I do have to go through something like that, especially, I mean, gosh, the last six months to a year... I've had somebody there beside me, and it didn't feel like I was just coming out of a deep hole. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that's important, you know, to have someone there for you um, and have family and friends, finally, Mm -hmm. that have your back, and that's really helped me.
1: Yeah. We, you know, no man is an island, and I really do believe that. Mm -hmm. I feel like anybody that says that 100% they're okay with being completely isolated i I don't think they're being honest with themselves i think humans were meant to interact i think people Mm -hmm. are only happy and i'm not saying that you shouldn't be able to spend time alone i think a lot of my downfall as a younger person was that i didn't give my batteries a chance to recharge before i was put in front of other people and Mm -hmm. constantly surrounded by people and so i never felt like i i never felt like i um fully got, you know, completely rested and just having to perform and feel like, a, you know, a fish in a bowl kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I got older, I realized that it's okay to take time off and be by yourself. You know, like today, I, got a, I have a migraine right now, but I turned on piano music in the studio and was just like out here chilling. <laughs> you know, just being away from kids for, you know, 10 minutes. And it really made me feel a lot better. And I think... We're at the age now where we're introspective enough to realize, you know, things that we do wrong or things that we'd like to make better. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it's easy when you self-diagnose like that, when you're able to actually, you know.
0: When you're hyper aware of how you are. I hate that sometimes, though. Yeah,
1: but I mean. I'm like, I
0: know I have anxiety and I know (laughs) I have ADD and it's getting bad. And I'm like, oh. Well, yeah. At least I'm aware. Like, I'm not in denial of it anymore. I know it's true.
1: Well, I mean, you know, if you if you don't know what's wrong with your car and it starts smoking, <laughs> it's really hard to fix it.
0: We're not talking about that. Yeah.
1: But um, when when someone tells you exactly what's wrong, you know, you can kind of be like, okay, well, this is how much it's going to cost. You know, this is how much therapy it's going to take. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just think that we're at that point now where we can finally look at ourselves and be like, okay, well, this is where we screwed up. Yeah. Like as a young, you know, 20 something and mm-hmm. and this is how we've gotten better and how we're continuing to um, improve each day.
0: Well, I think it I mean life is just a continual like lesson. And I yeah. hate to put it that way, but it is. I mean, you're constantly learning new things about yourself and about about the people around you and having to evolve and get better as you go. Because if not, you're just basically a hamster on a spinning wheel. It's not worth anything. How
1: boring would it be to know everything? Right. Um, And also... Your head would explode. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You would be so... You would just be like... My head already
1: feels like that today. Yeah, but you wouldn't know That's because I know so much.
0: Aaron does have a lot of...
1: Useless information.
0: Useless... um, yeah. Fun free facts is what mm-hmm. we call them at school, and I love him for them. Mm-hmm. But there are some days that I just like I can't take any more free fun yeah. facts.
1: I can tell you what year the light bulb was invented, but I can't figure out how or why my washer won't work,
0: <laughs> <laughs> which is awful, but yeah. it's the truth.
1: That's how it is, though. I I really. I want to go back to when I was 18 and just be like, okay, these are the classes that you really need to take Yes, because this is, you know, plumbing and auto are going to be the two things that make you have gray hair.
0: Yes. How to save money and actually save money and do it the right way. Balancing a checkbook, changing a tire. Okay. Those are just my own self-help. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like I feel like maybe I'm failing my kids by not teaching them those things sometimes. And maybe I'm not, but it feels that way.
1: Oh, I'm definitely teaching sh- them something.
0: Especially when you show them multiple oh, times. Yeah. And they still have no clue. But I do love my children. Um, is
1: anyone else's kids just like... <laughs> be without nice. calling them stupid. Be nice. Is anybody else's kids like... Feel like there's some part of their brain that's just not turned on like half a the time.
0: Disconnect. I've,
1: disconnect. I know that... I was kind of stupid as a kid, but I have a daughter that can't figure out how to unlock the front door.
0: And we don't know why. And
1: she's 13. And we have taught her. I mean, I have literally showed her and multiple times. And it's just, I, I honestly feel like it, it's easier to teach my 7 and 10-year-old than it is the 13.
0: Yeah.
1: It's very stressful. Um... So, please send help. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mayday, mayday. Send help.
1: So, where did you come up with the living proof? I
0: part? I don't know. Like, I just felt like there... It's sometimes in life that you just have this grit about it, you know? Like, you just have to... What do they say? Grit, grace, and there's something else. There's a saying. It's like, grit, grace, looks. and something. Uh, yeah, you're so cute. <laughs> um, And... I just was like I want my life and the things that we do to be living proof of I don't want to get religious but of what God has for us and you know the plan that he has for us as a family and over our children and I was just like what does it mean to be the living proof and I mean to me that's encouraging other women Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of degrading and shaming women, um, and I know you're not a woman, Erin, I'm sorry, but I hope to have other women on the podcast that are inspiring and have stories that need to be told and heard. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, you know, there's such this stigma around mental health, and for me, like, that needs to be talked about. And just simple things is, like, people need a place that they can feel safe. And if that means listening to me and you talk for an hour and that they know they're safe in whatever aspect that that is for them. Um, I feel like they deserve that because I long for that. Not saying that I'm not safe, but like having the motivation to get up and go walk or having the motivation to, you know, start new projects and not be fearful of others. Um, so for me, that's what living proof is, is, I want to be the best me that I can be so that I'm the best for you as my husband and for my children. Um, So that's what made me think the living proof. Yeah. Podcast.
1: A lot of things, a lot of people that I've talked to, you know, since the, the the other podcast has been on for two seasons now. Um, Happiness is a big deal for everyone. Like, everyone's looking for happiness. Mm -hmm. But, like, I kind of explained to you one day, not that you didn't know this, but it just kind of hit me. You know, most people chase that feeling. You know, it's an emotion. Happiness Mm -hmm. is not an emotion.
0: No.
1: Euphoria is... Mm. And you can, you know, have a feeling that you feel joyful. But if that's what you're chasing... And that, you know, ebbs and flows. Right. I mean, daily, you know, like when you wake up in the morning, you can be high on the world. And then by the time you go to bed, you're crawling into bed going, well, I had a terrible day because of this, this, and this. But you don't even think about that morning that you, you know, sipping your morning beverage, you know, looking outside thinking oh this is a beautiful day like you don't think of that because all you can you know humans we remember the negative right and sit
0: there and re like on a reel mm -hmm. of everything you've done wrong through the day
1: and so you know learning that happiness isn't a feeling Mm -hmm. it's a state of mind and it's a like it's surroundings Mm -hmm. um when i'm with my family if i'm grumpy that's how I feel. But I'm happy. Right. And I'm the most happy consistently that I've ever been in my life in this last four years. Um, I can count on probably two hands the days that I've had that I was like, okay, I literally just hate that day and I will never go back to it. Yeah. And those were, you know, like loss or tragic, you mm-hmm. know, something tragic. Like the worst time I ever had you know, being stranded on the side of the road with my wife sitting in the car behind me why I'm having to call my stepdad to come rescue me as a freaking almost 30-year-old man at the time. Yeah, that was a a bad circumstance, but I was still happy. Like, my family was safe in the car behind me. Like,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, there's... Once you realize that, once you have that mindset, problems aren't insurmountable anymore. Mm -hmm. Because even if I die tonight, I know that I loved my kids and I taught them as much as I could in that time period. uh, (laughs) Obviously failed in some (laughs) spots. Yeah, Um, But, you know, and my wife, for the most part, I've made her, you know, happy. You know, and so that, you know, helps you to move on throughout Mm -hmm. the day without beating yourself up too much. But I feel like it's It's a problem with our society right now that happiness is a feeling and it's not. And that's what Mm -hmm. people have been lied to their whole life and told. And it's just really frustrating because I I think a lot of people die chasing that. Right. You know, they want to be TikTok famous. They want to be, you know, on the news or whatever. You know, they want to have a million views on a video. And that's awesome. But... That's not happiness.
0: Right. And at the end of the day, that's not our goal here. Our goal here is, and we've talked about it, like my priority right now is school. Um, I am in school. I graduate in two months, and that's the most important thing right now. But also, this is a way that we can make the world around us or our world around us a little bit better and for us to open up communication and talk about things that are important to us that other people don't typically talk about. Um, you know, I also believe that you know, if this thing does go and people enjoy it, people like it, great. But at the end of the day, that's not what this is for. This yeah. is for me and Aaron to be able to communicate better with each other and so that like people around us and. You know, he was talking about bad days, like everybody has them and it's okay to talk about them and grief is a real thing and I know talking about it helps and for me, maybe that will help me Um, and, and in turn, maybe help somebody else, Yeah. but simple things like frugal tips and you know, like things that I learned being a single mom that people don't always talk about and hacks for school and yeah, just your, your silly Your dumpster things. diving game My, yeah. has no shame. Yeah, like, I have no <sighs> shame in it, and I will gladly share with anybody that's interested. Um, when I
1: first met you, that was one of the things that, like, it wasn't bad, and it wasn't... He
0: thought it, I was weird. <laughs> no,
1: but you were like... The fact that you were just like, yeah, I'll go to the food pantry. My pride is something that I've struggled with, you know, especially coming from a family that had a lot, I mean... I'm not saying that we never lacked for anything, but it was one of those situations where seeing people be desperate and having, you know, I could be drowning and not ask for a life preserver, you know? (laughs) So,
0: he won't ask.
1: It's very, it's very hard to like put aside the pride sometimes and, and, you know, ask for things because. I'm, I've am i never been good at that. And I'm not talking about, like, ask for handouts. I mean, like, advice or, mm. you know, hey, I've been underneath this freaking sink for three hours working, trying to figure out this plumbing that I don't know anything about. You know, can someone help me? Like, that's a big deal. I'll figure it out myself. I, how many times have you heard? Always. Have you heard that since we've been married?
0: Always. And I'm like, no, why don't we <laughs> figure something out or call somebody yeah. or ask? Um. But I've, I mean, I've always been that way. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because my mother raised me to be resourceful and, um, to squeeze blood out of a turnip is what we always say. Yeah. And, um,
1: and it's not a bad thing and it's not, I and didn't mean it that way. I just meant oh like no. I'd never seen anybody.
0: They say it's freezing and they can't hear anything on live that stinks.
1: Oh, well, it's okay. Just it's, tune into our podcast. You'll hear it all in exactly Clary HD. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, unfortunately, it's super windy day, and we didn't really plan this. Lot. I mean, we've been planning it, but not today. We, it's. I got a migraine. We've had a bunch of people to look at the car. We're selling our van. Um, that's another story for We're another time. We're not talking time. about it. <laughs> we will definitely have an episode that we delve into our bad luck with vehicles. And um I feel like our family's cursed. I feel like someone is sitting there with a voodoo doll that looks like our car.
0: Oh, don't say that. I'm not going to I'm not going to put that out there. I'm not going to believe that.
1: <sighs> but anyways, it's been a learning experience. But unfortunately on the wrong end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather watch a YouTube video and learn things that could go wrong instead of experiencing them. But unfortunately that's not how life works. No. But I was going somewhere before that.
0: So was I. I. I was, I don't know what I was saying, but I do know that like, oh, I was saying it being resourceful and my mom and like always trying to not really like cheat the system, but always trying to make either a quick buck or making sure I'm saving money. Um, but I, I think that's what a lot of people need to hear is, you know, that resilience and that like persistent, woman in a family always looking ahead because you don't always hear about that yeah most of the time you hear about the male and what they're doing and how they're providing but you know sometimes it is mamas that are doing it sometimes they're doing it alone sometimes they're doing it along with their partner it just happens life happens
1: well you know i i heard another podcast about um gender roles in the home and how we've lived in a, you know, and we, when we think of the norm, we're thinking of 1950s. Mm-hmm.
0: It's not 1950 and, anymore.
1: And, yeah, I know a lot of people that are older are probably, like, against that. But, you know, your great-great-great-great-grandfather probably did not believe the same thing that you, you know, you and your grandpa did. Right. And that's just facts. hmm And, unfortunately, you know... We live in a time that's changing, and it's not always going to be the same. And so, things that we say on this podcast—if it ruffles your feathers—then this is just our opinion, and it's how we've lived our life and what we found. Right. We're not saying it works for you, and you may love the life that you have, and that's fine. That you're figuring out a way to do it—that's mm-hmm. awesome. But so are we. So I mean, just give us a little bit of, you know, like let it let us let us know what what we could do to you know, change. I mean I'm all for advice. But just know that, you know, everything we say on this is just stuff that we've learned in our thirty odd years of life. Yeah. And I'm sure when we're sixty we'll look back on this and laugh. Because, we were
0: so young and dumb.
1: Because that's what we do with our twenties. And um I just feel like in order to be a person that grows you have to fail. And you have to figure things out and and every family is different. Mm-hmm. Um, all of my acquaintances and friends, you know, I'm sure if I asked 50 of them a question about what their role is in the house, it would probably be different with each person. Right. Um, you know, I heard a guy talking about how he refused to do the dishes. And, you know, because that's women's work. Psh. and And, psh, you know, I just was like. To have that mindset about things is so funny because, to me...
0: um, We don't do the dishes. Our kids do them.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. Not well. (laughs) They still do them. But, you know, to me, it's one of those things where if you have a woman that makes good money and you are trying... And you're working, but you work less hours, but you still make good money. You are about equal on that. And you're home more. Why not do the dishes? Like, if it's just the two of you... I mean, can't you swap off? You know, like, I mean, it makes no sense to, for the woman to be coming home from working, you know, a 10-hour workday. We have dishes. children. They do it. So, I mean, it just, it's just different for every children. home. It really is. I, I don't understand the hang-up on that. Like, I literally will not go into your house and be like, this is how you should live, because...
0: I don't want anyone doing it to me.
1: Yeah, we we have before, and it it's really frustrating, because... You don't, you only see the little snapshot of when you walk in our house. You don't see that, you know, Megan may have lost a family member and we're all grieving and the kids have had a rough day at school and come home and this is their safe place. So if so. it's
0: messy or it's cluttered or whatever, it doesn't matter at that point. Yeah, it still drives me insane because <laughs> of my ADHD oh, yeah. and my ADD. But if they're, there's one thing that I can say: my kids are happy, they are healthy, and they are loved. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, as a parent, if you can sit there and those three things are met, then it doesn't matter. And I know it's so hard to say, "Oh, that doesn't matter," because there's things to be done, and there's bills to be paid, and errands to be ran. But I have really had, I've really had to learn that that. As long as I know my kids are laughing and they're enjoying their time with us and they're in a home that is nice and it's it's good enough for them, then it's good enough for me. And I used to not be that way. I used to always just strive and achieve to have the, you know, we are very blessed. We've been very blessed. I mm-hmm. mean, um, my life now looks nothing like it did when I was a single mom in Ardmore. And I'm forever grateful that for that. And I love Aaron. Um, and he's part of that blessing. You are, even though you don't <laughs> think you are. But uh, yeah. um you know, but it's not about the nice furniture and the newest car and the nice TV. It's good to have those things when you can when you can or when you want or whatever, but I've just learned that if those three things are met, that they are happy, healthy and love, then I've done something right. Even if I've done fifty things wrong all week, I've done that right.
1: I was blessed as a kid too. Um, I don't remember ever even thinking about finances as, as a kid like
0: mm-hmm.
1: I never knew if we were I mean, like my mom and dad could have been poor and I would have not known I mean other than you know like obvious things like not being able to eat but I, I didn't worry about those things and I, I know that I'm very privileged for that like I know that there's a lot of people out there that you know they know that their parents are on food stamps and mom cries herself to sleep and I understand that but I'm just saying yeah, but I hope my kids don't have to worry about stuff like that. Like, we try not to talk about things in front of them like that because... And it's
0: hard because they're nosy. And they want to know what's going on. And they've got a jillion why. Especially the middle child. Why, why, why? But, like, for me, (laughs) I knew we were broke. And I knew we were poor. But I didn't know... I didn't know the extent of it when I was growing up.
1: Did you ever feel like you didn't have things though? Or no, I was, all, longing no for things? I was
0: never longing or wanting for anything, but I knew I didn't have everything like the other kids did. Um, but my mom was so resourceful and we used to always go thrift shopping. I think that's why I love it so much. Cause it reminds me of her. Um, but I, I I didn't ever really think about it until later when I kind of found myself in some of the circumstances yeah. that she had been in, and I was like, "Hey, I've been here before." Yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, you know, like, like holy
1: crap!" The reason why we go get groceries on this day is because of food stamps, you know? Like, yeah, things like I like never really—I
0: never had an idea. But um, I don't know. I think us coming from two—not two different worlds, but two very different backgrounds like yeah. i worked really young and aaron didn't he played ball
1: i worked he in worked but he
0: worked during the summer and it
1: was just to pay for school i mean for um for summer camp like right. summer basketball camp so i mean
0: i mean my first job was that i was 14 but my dad said no i was 15 but my dad said i was 16 <laughs> and i worked 16 to 24 hours at any given time, at Texas Stadium with my dad and all my cousins and my aunts and my uncles and everybody worked there, too, because my dad needed people. But um, I was working young, and I didn't stop working, but I also had babies young. And, I mean, that in, in itself is a different story, but that's hard when you have babies young. Mm-hmm. Um, but, hey... When I'm older, when I'm a little bit older, and these kids are a little bit older, I'm going on cruises. <laughs> I'll be like, bye. Mama loves you. I'll be back in a week.
1: You won't be i and decrepit?
0: I'll, no. <laughs> well, maybe. That's another story, too, and I ain't talking about it right now. But I just think that because we've come from different backgrounds and different childhoods, I think it kind of grounds us to have like a middle ground, even though you wouldn't think it would. Yeah. But we're able to see it from both sides instead of just being like, oh, no, this is the only way. Me and you are both raised the same way. This is the only way we know.
1: Well, and it's funny because I've been in other relationships when you talk about having kids and you're like, I'm going to teach them this. And this is the way. And the other person is like, no, that is not what we're doing. And it's not going to happen because I believe something completely different. We've never had that clash. No. For the most part, we totally agree on the way that mm-hmm. we raise each other's kids like in a mixed family it yeah. was it was never it
0: wasn't hard
1: yeah which is weird because
0: I, I mean they still fight like brothers and sisters yeah. but they're brother and sister right? i
1: feel like we don't have the like the knowledge to sit there and be like okay well this is what you should do in a mixed family because ours is a fluke like as far as like everyone else is concerned yeah
0: i feel bad for people that are asked like how do y'all do it i don't know it well, just happened yeah like I don't know, it just happened, and I, and why he's struggling with his stories. I, he has a really bad headache. Yeah, he's trying. I kind of sprung this on him just because I'm <laughs> the kind of person that if I don't do it,
1: we've been talking about this for months.
0: I won't do it because I'm so busy um, with school and trying to stay afloat there and working. And I, I know he really wants to do, wanted to do this with me. And like I said, he kind of pushed me into it. So he's having a hard time.
1: But um, speaking of Lacey Powers, we're going to have a panel um, discussion with them. We may release it on both platforms.
0: That'd be kind of cool.
1: I don't know um, how you feel about that. but uh, I don't care. We are um, her and Meg Ray. It'll be me, Megan, my wife, Megan, and mm-hmm. Meg Ray and Lacey Powers. And we're going to talk about stuff that, doesn't get talked about in in our sleepy old town, and um, we're not trying to be controversial for controversial sake. I think we're just trying to talk about things that don't get talked about, and um, and should. And I think you know, mental health is another one of those things. You know, I have a story that we will go into detail more later in another episode, um, but I almost got like a PTSD type thing going on for a long time for months yeah from you know i had covid and then i had, was bleeding and i felt crazy i i mean i think i asked you probably what 20 times am mm-hmm. i insane like yeah. am i crazy because i felt that way waking up in the middle of the night can't breathe panicking you know having an anxiety attack at the same time as you know not being able to breathe is terrifying and I've never had anxiety attacks. And so, you know, the fact that I didn't feel comfortable enough to just say, you know, hey, Facebook, you know, is this normal? Or, yeah. hey, Facebook, you know, this is me. And then talk about it on the show was just because mental health has always kind of been frowned upon. And, you you know, the fact that I had to that I asked you, am I crazy, I think is a very good indicator of, like, Men are not allowed to talk about their mental status, you know, Mm -hmm. not in, I mean, more so now in 2021, but, you know, 10 years ago, if you would have said, hey, I'm having this thing, they'd be like, oh, dude, that guy's nuts, you know?
0: Well, it doesn't help that he lives with a soon-to-be nurse. It's not always (laughs) very sensitive to those things. It's not because I don't love him or I don't have good bedside manner, but... When you're giving, giving, giving constantly, sometimes you have to, like, retrain your brain, like, hey, I'm supposed to be a loving wife right now (laughs) not assess him like I'm a nurse. So that's, um, you know, my downfall. But we're working on it, and that's all that matters, right? (laughs) I'm sorry. I love you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it's stuff like that, you know, just talking about things about how, you know, and mental health, can it affected me this way, too. I mean... I want to go into detail on this later, but I don't want to tell everything because I I think it's an important kind of narrative. But when you feel crazy or you feel like you're taking something on, you don't want to involve your family at first because I don't want to scare my kids. When I woke up that night when I had that first Mm -hmm. um, attack because I was bleeding, we didn't know it at the time. I was bleeding. I had an IG bleed. Um, My heart stopped beating, and it freaked me out. And I was telling Megan, "Wake up! I'm dying because I literally like I could tell that if I didn't, if I hadn't woke up and got up, I would have died. I, yeah. I just knew it." And then we went, and they made me feel crazy at the hospital. Told me I was just suffering from panic attacks. Yeah, and that it was no big deal. Um,
0: then he ends up bleeding out. Yeah, in the floor, weeks in the floor in the bathroom. You know, and that and scared the kids. Called, like yeah. it was a big deal, y'all.
1: But you don't want it to scare your children. You know, my son had a stomach ache, a really bad one, and he was sick to his stomach throwing up. And he kept just saying, Dad, I don't want to die. And that was when I know, like, that, that hurt my heart. Because I had s- terrified my six-year-old at the time son mm-hmm. so badly that any time he didn't feel right, he thought, you know, it was the, the end of the world. Yeah, it was yeah. a mortal wound.
0: Yeah, it was it was really crazy. And then he was in the hospital for, what, almost a week? Yeah. It was almost a week. And I, like, would... It,
1: it probably should have been longer, but I think I was ready to get out, and I kind of pushed him.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: And so we I'm tried like, to beat an ice storm.
0: Very true. So I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, driving in Elmore, and I see these little cows, and they're, like, frolicking and jumping, and the little baby cows running after the mom. And I'm like, this is when you know... Your husband's your best friend. Okay? Time driving. <laughs> I forgot about and this. And I'm like, oh, look at your baby cow. Look at it. It's a cow. It's jumping. And I go to look over. And I almost go, Aaron, look. And I'm like, oh, he's not there. So I had to call him on the way home and FaceTime him and let him see the cows. But... You just kind of realize, like, when your best friend's not there anymore. Like, just being in the hospital for a week, I was like, I can't show him this. And he can't ride with me here. And we're supposed to go do this. We do a lot of stuff together. And it's not because we have to. It's because we love each other. Well, it's not because
1: we're afraid to be alone, either. No. I think each one of us has our personal space. But it's funny because when you do, like, when me and the kids, when the the girls are, you know, at my, my mom's. And then my son is with his his you know birth mom, and then Megan comes home and I'm at work or wherever, and she's alone. you know she's like, "Oh wait, this is too quiet and then she'll yeah. call me and be like, "Come home, please."
0: <laughs> I'm like he's not here. we can't show him what we're doing or he's yeah. not here to talk to me, and it gets quiet, and I don't like it
1: yeah it's it's different I mean um. You know, there's there's a lot of times in life that I couldn't be by myself. And now I I kind of, I treasure the quietness, but I don't, like, want it. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it's always weird when the kids go to, like, your mom's and yeah, we're like, go to bed! And there's nobody there but me and him. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else does that when their children are at home, but we, like, get on to our animals. We have a dog and a cat. And we'll scream at our animals because the kids aren't there for us to holler at. Quiet down. Yeah. <laughs> it is the funniest thing ever.
1: Yeah, but, you know, we have to leave the TV on in the living room a little loud or something so we can have some kind of, amb- you know, ambience, some ambient noise going on at all times <laughs> to make up for all the quietness. Um,
0: We're not discouraging visits to grandparents, though. Those are very important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We dismiss them when they're gone.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those, you know, and, and Brennan is a special case because he, he goes away and I have no idea what he's up to and I don't get to talk to him when he's gone.
0: It's kind of a sensitive topic. Yeah, you know? and I mean... Most people know, like, locally about that, yeah. so...
1: It's it, it's difficult to say because I don't know what gets back to her side and I don't know... So, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to, you know, call names and talk crap, but, you know, when... Even though he's, and I'm a custodial parent, so I mean, I should be thankful for all the time I get, and I should, you know, be like, oh, what's it's a small price to pay to have him full time. I get that. I understand. I'm thankful. You know, I am beyond the moon as far as, you know, being proud that I have what I have. But when he is gone, it feels wrong. Like, everything just feels weird. It, Mm -hmm. It feels like something's missing in the house. I mean, no matter how much fun I have, like, we went to the, you know, like if we go to the zoo, you know, we can have a blast with with the girls, and it just always feels like something's not quite right. And the girls notice it too because the oldest. <laughs> he drives her insane <laughs> but
0: he love. they love each other so yeah. they have such a cool relationship
1: yeah and she's like is it time to go get bubba yet i'm like not yet she's like oh it's too quiet here <laughs>
0: and when she says it's too quiet yeah. you know something's wrong
1: yeah and then the you know our middle child she's their partners in crime as much as they hate each other when they're here they, God, they as bite. soon as they're gone it's like oh man i miss him so
0: we miss that little blonde hair boy
1: He's not going to be blonde hair much longer.
0: I know. He's not home right now, and it's Easter. and
1: Yeah, I'm always emotional, and that doesn't miss help. Miss him. Um, I was watching a commercial with a dad and oh, a son no. the other day, and uh, he was asleep. Like, he was here.
0: And you were still crying. And
1: I still cried like a baby, and okay. I went and laid by him for a minute.
0: I have to say this, okay? My husband <laughs> is a very sensitive oh. man. He may be 6'4". And all this goodness. Oh. But he is very sensitive. He cries more than I do.
1: Yeah, there's a running joke in the house about that.
0: They think I'm a psychopath because I don't <laughs> have dreams and I don't cry. <laughs> but he cries over movies. I don't.
1: Commercials, TikToks. TikToks. YouTube videos.
0: Everything. My husband cries.
1: Every Pixar movie that's ever been made. <laughs> Movies that aren't even meant to be sad yes, I cry over.
0: they won't even be sad. I don't understand. No, it'll be
1: like an interaction between a dad and a son, and he'll just, like, put his arm around him, and I'm just like,
0: oh, I miss Vernon. And Vernon <laughs> will be, like, in his lap or on the floor. <laughs>
1: no, that like, doesn't normally happen.
0: <laughs> you can't miss someone. He's right there. <laughs> yeah,
1: that doesn't happen as much, but, yeah, it's, it does. it's, one, of, it's one of those, like, Tear jerker movies that usually gets me but sometimes it's just the mood like I'll wake up missing my grandpa and you know like a song like uh, I Wish Grandpa's Never Died will come oh, on and I'm just yeah. like
0: I understand that though Yeah, That's or hard.
1: Didn't Have to Be by Brad Paisley is the one that always makes me tear up or well and he's got like four so yeah
0: <laughs> don't cry Aaron
1: oh no I'm not my head hurts too bad to cry at this point <laughs>
0: <laughs> he might be crying cause his head hurts yeah it's I don't want. Okay, someone just asked us on Facebook Live: Hallmark movies. I don't even have that channel. I don't have cable. No.
1: So no, if I don't it's not watch on Hallmark. Netflix or Disney Plus or HBO. Yeah, or HBO I'm not either.
0: into it. Like I'm. Not, I I think okay. Aaron always tells me I'm desensitized because of like my line of work and people okay, passing. Pause.
1: When I met her. I would go over to her house, and you know what she watched Don't before bed? tell people. American Horror Story. <laughs> like, right before sleep. I'm not even talking about, like, watch it, then go get dressed, <laughs> and brush your teeth, and go to bed. I mean, watch it in bed, and then fall asleep. And then I'm up, because I'm terrified at what's, you know, because I'm not used <laughs> to her house, and there's shadows, and you know, dark corners that I'm not used to. And she just sleeps like a baby, and I never understood that until, you know, I asked the girls, and I'm like, yeah, she does that all the time. Yeah. So,
0: right now I'm listening to Lore. L-O-R-E. Oh, yeah. I know who that is. That's an awesome podcast. It's a podcast. And his voice is so soothing um, to help me go to sleep. But it's about murders Pray for her, and disappearances <laughs> and um, like unsolved mysteries. It's yeah. amazing. Like, I'm the one that loves those type of shows. I don't know why. I, but I can't watch like, um, Like, jump scare movies, I hate them. Uh, Like, thrillers, I can do a little bit, as long as they're not too creepy. I hate horror movies. I won't watch them on Halloween. But she'll watch
1: scary TV shows. Name one. American Horror Story.
0: Yeah, but I don't really watch that anymore. I think I was just really depressed, and that was just what, like it manifested into I don't, it because like, i don't watch that
1: you like darker stuff like umbrella academy
0: oh i love the, that show has anybody what, else seen that show oh my what god what is the one it.
1: with the wizard the magicians <gasps> yes that and like one too. doom patrol would be okay right yeah there.
0: but they have like a magical have you noticed that but hey, they're all they're, dark but they're all like magical based and i'm yeah. a huge harry potter freak and you know this so i think that's but it's why not I like, like those things.
1: magic you know
0: okay but there's dark magic and good magic dark magic and light magic you know this I don't know why he's trying to argue with me over some magic
1: I was trying to play something but I forgot the other one on hold on
0: now he's playing with his buttons so I've lost him
1: I was just saying it's not like magic
0: oh no it's like like magic
1: yeah it's like magic (laughs) Yeah. yeah so I mean it really is it's different
0: But I love it. I don't know why. Really, Aaron? (laughs) This is the stuff that I have to deal with, you guys. Oh yeah, I forgot I
1: accidentally put that on a loop. And it'll just keep playing forever.
0: Aaron might not wake up in the morning now that we're talking about all these horror. You know that if something happens,
1: like if I have a stroke or something in the middle of the night that you'll be blamed now and it's on.
0: Oh no, it's on audio.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm screwed.
1: Yeah. It's not only on Facebook, but it's on the podcast (laughs) as well.
0: Oh, well disclaimer.
1: (laughs) So where do you see this podcast going? Like what? I mean, you already kind of talked about it, but like, is this, how is this different than diner discussions? I just wanted to separate the I'm two. I'm
0: not going there.
1: Well, no, I mean, like, the idea behind diner discussion is not what it has been. Like, sitting across from someone and having a discussion, it doesn't have to be important. It doesn't have to be, you know, um, about anything. You know, how you would talk over a meal at a diner is kind of diner discussions. That's the right. art of discussion.
0: This is just more meaningful conversation, I think. Not that that wasn't great. Was. It was awesome. Is. Or, excuse me, is awesome. She's
1: talking about, like, it died. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Um, Darn. He's shaking his head at me. <laughs> I just think it's more meaningful conversations about... Deeper. Like, like, yeah, not just surface kind of issues and kind of understanding...
1: Watch yourself.
0: I know, like, I feel like I'm just going to get in trouble, so... So I basically
1: what she's saying is that we're diving deep, and this is more of, like, like, issues instead of just discussing matters.
0: Right. And
1: the wind is blowing really hard.
0: And, like I said, more of creating that safe place, not just on a podcast, not just on Facebook Live, but, like, I have a blog, and I've kind of slacked on writing on it, but... We're also
1: going to do some vlog-type videos we've already started making them
0: you know we've have some projects that we're doing around the house and we want to show those off and inspire people exactly inspire (laughs) people to make their lives better in any small way they can
1: i've had several people reach out to me and just ask how to start a podcast
0: which is crazy to me not because it's you, but just because it's crazy.
1: I feel like this is dis-Aaron. It's not. <laughs> it's getting to that point. No, it's not. You're right. like, oh, yeah, your butt guess sucks because I'm not in it.
0: I didn't say that.
1: No, but, um, okay, so.
0: He's m- being a really hateful
1: right <laughs> now. Um, can I come sleep on y'all's couch <laughs> after this? No
0: one offer Aaron a couch. <laughs> He's not allowed to sleep on it.
1: <laughs> but one thing that, you know, it's it's always humbling for someone to ask you, you know, well, how did you do what you do? Because it's a compliment because yeah. it means that you're doing something right. Even though I have imposter syndrome, <laughs> every time I do anything, I feel like it's just a matter of time until everybody figures out that I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm just kind of going with it. But I our think,
0: whole life. We just wing it, and yeah. it looks really good.
1: I think the most important thing, if you want to do anything, not just a podcast, whatever, you know, just do it. Because too often do we make these lists of all the things that we want to do, right? and they, they are that forever. You know, like your bucket list. I had, when I was dating, one of the biggest things that, you know, like I didn't use cheesy pickup lines or whatever. I asked girls what would you you know like what, what's your bucket list and no i i'm getting to a point and you better <laughs> and find it quickly i said what's your like what name the top you know 10 things on your bucket list and then they would name them and I'd be like well, why haven't you at least crossed one or two of those off i mean you're in your 20s you know like mm-hmm. you should at least have one right. you know that and and they're always like well you know i just don't know where to start and that's a big deal is people mm-hmm. don't know where to start and the reason I tell that story is because I'm just saying that a lot of people make these grand lists and these unattainable goals. Like, I want to lose 200 pounds or I want to, too, you know, like climb Mount Everest. And it's like, well, hey, there's a hill in your backyard. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, and and, and that's something that's attainable. You can do it literally in that moment. Right. Right. And And so we're
0: we're bad about like making lists sometimes, but like here lately, we've really been trying to stick to our lists. We made Erin even put like this big white poster board behind our door. I had to
1: put it behind the door, she would kill me.
0: Yeah um of things that he wanted to do and what he wanted to accomplish and like i think it was like what 30 days or 60 days or something like that yeah always
1: give yourself a short timeline because it makes it easier to stay on top of and it and
0: i think he marked off all of them but like two or three yeah
1: two one but of they them were, like, more is long. still to be done yeah i think it <laughs> it's was in the hallway
0: i think it was more like a long well not that one but the other two were like more long-term goals yeah, than just short like immediate week. ones
1: i think it was like lose a certain amount of weight each week yeah. Which you know, that can go on forever. Exactly. Until you're at your perfect weight, but
0: especially since quarantine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Quarantine poundage. It's just like the freshman fifteen. It's like quarantine forty.
0: It's been awful. Um
1: <laughs> But yeah, what I was saying is that it's just, you know, if you don't do it, then it's gonna just always be something that you wish to do.
0: Y'all we started a boutique
1: With four hundred dollars. Four
0: hundred dollars and was in a store for Six to seven months, and, and then made, COVID happened. And it was
1: bad timing, but yeah. But we did, I mean, it. we
0: we made money. Now, granted, all that money went back into our store. Yeah, but we did make money, and I was like, I don't think we can handle this. Like, I'm about to start school, and he was just like, Come on, let's do it.
1: Yeah,
0: and we did it, and like, I mean, we put a fair on here in our own hometown against. A big, huge noodling festival. The
1: established, well established. uh, Years and years, like established.
0: And y'all, people showed up. Like 400 people showed up. Yeah,
1: 400 or 500. We lost count after 400. And it it was only me,
0: Aaron, and our children that put it on. Yeah. Because the people that own the land didn't help us. Yeah. But.
1: That's another story.
0: That's another story. We have lots of stories. That's why,
1: um, you know, this podcast is going to go on for at least one season because we have so much crap that we could tell just, you know, deep dive. Because it's almost been an hour and it doesn't feel like it. No, not at all. But.
0: But me and Aaron both talk a lot. <laughs> we both do. He talks more than I do.
1: Which I talk.
0: I know. On the podcast sh- more. Do, do. I know a lot of y'all think I talk a lot, but my wonderful husband talks all the time.
1: I'm the quiet one in the family. Don't let anybody tell you different. Okay,
0: he's the quietest one, but he still talks a lot.
1: I say important things.
0: Oh, so what I say is not important? Are we really going to end on a fight?
1: We're not ending. (laughs) This is continuation.
0: We don't fight anyway, so it doesn't matter.
1: Not really. I mean, we do, but it's usually because I haven't done something I was supposed to, and I put it off because of social anxiety.
0: Pretty much, and then I tell him to shut up and leave me alone, and then he goes away, and then he comes <laughs> back, and we're all good. Yeah, a so lot that's of- the perfect marriage advice: <laughs> tell him to shut up; he'll leave you alone. You come back, and everything's good.
1: A lot of it has been because we know we have took we have we put in the work. Like we're only four years in, but I feel like I've I've put in enough work to know you. And I know your weaknesses, and I know your strengths. And so, in your weaknesses, like, she, the girl cannot say no to sugar to save her life. It's so good. Okay? And, and I'm so, a diabetic. And she's a diabetic. And so, it makes her hate me sometimes, but I'm always like, and I know I don't look like it, but I don't eat sugar very often. It really doesn't. And so, um, one of the things that that is a struggle for her is just because when you get that, like, I need something sweet, her, her, like, brain is just instantly like, I got to go buy something sweet.
0: I've gotten up at, like, midnight one time and went and bought something.
1: Yeah, and so I'm the voice of reason a lot of times and saying, uh, probably shouldn't do that. Your sugar was at 200 last time you checked it, and it's only been, like, 10 minutes. So, you know, probably shouldn't. Well, then that turns into, you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know... The opposite. How do you know it's that
0: high? I didn't tell you it was that high.
1: (laughs) But then, on the same coin, but with me, it's like, you know you need to call this person and do this thing.
0: And why haven't you done it?
1: And it's because I have a crippling anxiety every once in a while. And she knows this. And so she knows that if she pushes me and makes me not feel bad, but, you know. Just a little
0: bit, y'all. Just a little bit.
1: Just, you know, like, kind of put the iron on the, you know on the backside a little bit that but, I will do it.
0: But I've had to learn how, like, cause before I would have just like any other previous relationship, I probably will would, probably would have just nagged and nagged and or, nagged. Or
1: been like, Oh, you just, you you know, you just want us to lose this or you don't, you know, and, yeah, it's I, not that it's just my brain doesn't work that and way. And
0: I would have complained and used the B. I would have been the B word and you know, like really just a nagging wife. And I've learned through other relationships and being with Aaron and especially with him with those, with that issue, I guess is what you'd call it. That if I just say it a little different, it will still be as effective as me just being like, why didn't you do it?
1: Well, and you understand that it's not because I don't want to do it. It's sometimes because I feel like I can't mentally and I've put up a block. And so I'm not saying, Oh yeah. You know, that's that's the way that you should be. I'm working on it. Like, I mean, and she sees this. Like, the podcast was me stepping outside of my comfort zone in order to be better as a person. Because in order to succeed in life, you have to talk to people. And, Very true. And, you know, if it was up to me, I would live in a castle on a hill and have all my stuff and my friends and my family there. And I wouldn't have to talk to strangers. <laughs> you know, because... I love talking to people, but it's that first initial contact that scares the crap out of me.
0: And I'm the complete opposite. Yeah. I can talk to anybody, but sometimes I I'm an oversharer, and it's not because I do it on purpose, but it's just situations and things that have happened to me in the past where I've I've become that person, and I don't mean to be that way, but I mean it happens, and he's he's kind of taught me like, "Hey, they're just asking how you are, but they don't want to know how you are. Yeah. Like, just be like, "Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for asking."
1: And it's a lot easier to see social cues and things from an outside perspective. Like, I'm sure when I'm talking to someone, you're probably in your head going, "Man, you probably shouldn't have said that," or "Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Aaron, stop touching your nose when you're talking because you're <laughs> nervous," or "You know, whatever."
0: Um, um, Yeah,
1: it's it's very. It's I I've watched this is so funny because I edit you know, the podcast, you probably can't tell, what I do, um, the thing that I've tried to stop saying is, um, and I just said it, but
0: he's replaced it. With I've replaced
1: like. it with like, which I haven't said since I was in high school.
0: Like totally. And so like it's very other. stressful
1: for me because of, I'm like, See, I say, I just you, said it.
0: I say, uh, you know, a lot. I've noticed
1: that. Yeah.
0: Or, um, you know what I mean? Like, we just all have those, I think. it's. I don't think it's just us. It's, I think it's, it's everybody. filler,
1: so your brain can catch up to what you're trying to say. It really is. It's, yeah. It's so maybe, maybe that's steady... why you
0: were struggling. It's not really your headache. No, <laughs> oh, it's because I'm mentally
1: <laughs> stupid right now.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, nice try. But, yeah, it's, to help you it's all mental right now. My brain is working at about 50% capacity. So if this is terrible and unlistenable, except for her side, then I can just mute my mic and walk away from today. But... Thanks for watching um, and listening um, as long as you have to Diner Discussions. And now this, hopefully there's some crossover and p- fans, you know, and listeners and people that want to hear. And I hope that this reaches a different audience. I think that it'd be really cool to see the different, you know, because predominantly Diner Discussions is like 56% male. Right. So, I mean, it's, you know. And there's, I think, 1% non-binary, and then, you know, the rest is female. And I think that's kind of cool because I think this is going to reach more people that Diner Discussions just hasn't, just because of the way it's laid out, Mm -hmm. and it was two dudes talking for a long time, I think that that was kind of, no, you know, girls are like, I have to listen to my husband or my partner or whatever Mm -hmm. talk. I don't want to hear these two idiots talk. (laughs) And so, you know, with you and this being from a different aspect, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be something that we weren't able to do on our discussions is reach a different kind of audience.
0: Right. And I mean, it'll grow and evolve from, from this point on and we'll figure out what works for us and what doesn't. And I'm, I'm excited.
1: Well, I, what I've learned from doing this for almost a year is that no matter what you plan, it grows organically Mm -hmm. and it becomes something completely different because the original view for the other podcast was not what it turned out to be and that's okay it's it's still it's actually better than we could have ever hoped so hopefully the same happens this hopefully you know we're just kind of guiding it and where it goes is where it goes and if y'all are like we don't want to ever hear them talk again then we'll do it until we get bored exactly and you don't have to listen <laughs> but please do thank you please that
0: sounded really pushy <laughs> and <laughs> but he it, says i'm the bossy one." yeah
1: if you want to reach out to us we're on facebook um i'm aaron allison and she's you know megan allison you probably already know that if you're listening at this mm-hmm. point but we have the living what is it called oh, on facebook our page oh let me look. is it just living proof but, I'm so sorry. The oh, living, okay.
0: the living proof. The living blog pro- is what. Oh, that's what it says.
1: Okay, so we'll probably change that to pod or I podcast. Tried. And then oh, it's fine. We'll f- we'll figure it out. If not, that's cool. But um on on the email, um it is livingproofpod at gmail.com. Just shoot us an email. Say hey, I hate you. Hey, you know your hair looks great.
0: <laughs> Please don't say that.
1: Um hey, you know I got a question. Write in something that we can use on the show if you, if you want, you know...
0: Your favorite recipe that we could put on our blog. We'll give you credit for Well, not it. only
1: that, but we might cook it and try, and, and it, on, try it on live.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, like... Somebody send me some resources of your favorite place to find coupons. If you or have a favorite whatever. beverage,
1: just message us, and you know we'd like to try it live. And
0: we want this to be a community as best we can do, especially in our in our world. Like I say, our world. I mean, our home, our home base, our community. But yeah, at the end of the day, if it reaches further, then that's great. But we want to make an impact here. Yeah. And I think the best way for us to do that is just to be open and communicate with people and see where it takes us.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to have exciting guests uh, occasionally. I think that we're not going to have them on. It's not going to be like diner discussions where every episode is a guest. I think this is more about us and we want to have people on that will share their story and it's going to, you know, add to this experience. And also, I think one thing that would be cool is like, you know, we're going to have conscious community co-op. We're going to talk to them. I'm a big
0: fan of them. Yeah. They're doing great things in, like, the Edge of Edmond.
1: Yeah. And probably do, like, a video of us going and, you know, talking to them and maybe trying out some of the food and and buying some stuff.
0: Y'all, their tacos are amazing. And they just opened a second kitchen.
1: Yeah, I I don't think that they're going to be able to maybe stay in that location long because unless they buy the land on the other side of it, it's they're getting kind of tight because i mean it's just exploded yes i love that place
0: and i've noticed like here where we are there um one of the flower shops is slowly kind of expanding into that kind of co-op feel which i'm so um blooming crazy is the is the flower shop yeah and she i mean it's a beautiful little store she's got a farmer farmer's market there she does all the yeah. Soil and all that. It's just amazing.
1: I, I think we want to talk to people that have had hardships. I think, you know, I wanna find someone that has a kid that committed suicide. I think that would be a good yeah. thing to talk to people about. Um I mean my my sister died and my mom has an amazing story, so so's my dad, and I don't feel like they're able to share it as much because you know it's so upsetting and it's very hard for them to talk about. But if we can get someone that can talk, I think it would be really in, enlightening <coughs> to that situation because, you know, what do you do? How do you, like, what are the signs that you look for? Right. And and what would they do differently? Maybe, you know, maybe they didn't know or maybe mm-hmm. they did know but they felt helpless because they couldn't make them feel better. Right. I, I, I think that's a discussion that we need to have. I think someone that, you know, has been through... um. Maybe losing a child, um, like a stillborn or something, you know, would be very hard to talk about. But I think it's something that needs to be shared because there's a lot of people out there that have experienced something like that.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And, um, you know, Brennan, I think, was, were the girls rainbow babies? No. No, neither one? No. I think Brennan was. Mm. So, I mean, I kind of understand the, you know, heartache before the you know having your beautiful baby in front of you and some people never get that second experience and that's terrifying Mm -hmm. and you know we would just like to talk to people and not all of it's got to be sad or upsetting i mean there's gonna be stuff that's awesome i want to talk to you know women that are powerful and i want to talk to men that are awesome stepdads you know something to that effect i think that would be fun and we're just kind of spitballing here, but I think you kind of get the gist of everything. I think this is going to be fun and and it's going to be uplifting. Hopefully, it'll be a little bit of inspiration for people just to go do
0: yes, no whatever, it, yeah, little steps. Yeah. You know, like for so long for us, it, I wanted to be um, conscientious. I guess I always say that wrong <laughs> of yeah. um, like our environment and our footprint. And for that, you know, for month right before COVID. We were really getting into it and kind of digging deep, and that's something that inspires me. And it, and I, I remember hearing on another podcast they were saying, "It doesn't have to be perfect. The way you eat clean or live clean doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. It's There's just, no one way to do right, all of it. Right? It's just which steps are you taking, even little steps, to make your life." a little bit cleaner
1: yeah because there's no way to have a zero percent footprint oh no Um, i mean you you can find them on youtube but that's not i don't think it's true i don't Um, think it's
0: real either so
1: you know to talk to someone like that would be fun i think Mm -hmm. if we can each podcast and each maybe youtube video learn something and take away and add it to our life as we go it'd be cool to talk to someone who plants like really bomb potatoes yeah you know, and then, you know, show y'all how we learned how to plant your own potatoes that are, you know, the biggest, best potato tasting potatoes, you know, this side of the Mississippi.
0: I'm a potato. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if we find. Uh, a book that inspires us or you know whatever we'll share it with you guys
0: or a new honey hole to go shopping in i might share it if you're lucky if
1: it's far enough away from us exactly (laughs) we're not gonna tell anybody about the one that we go to all the time
0: no
1: i almost made that mistake i almost did and i feel like somebody found out because the stuff that i went back to get wasn't there so Uh shame on me he did it (laughs) but thanks for hanging out with us um you know, this is something we've always wanted to do and I think this is the first step t- to kind of doing what your dream has been at least for this last couple of months. Mm-hmm. So, thank you. We appreciate you. You are loved and you're always welcome here. And my name's Aaron. I'm Megan. And this is the Living Proof podcast. I don't know if this is the right button. <laughs>